Hello, this is Vin Peterson from Politics Weekly, and today we're going to be talking about the midterm election results that um, came out. Woo! And we don't know who will control the House because several races are on call. Most of those races are in California, in particular in Orange County. Right. But the thing is, though, I think it's fairly safe to say that Republicans will control the House. They have 217, but they'll only have a narrow majority, like only a four or five seat majority, which is much worse than any of the pollsters predicted. That's interesting. Yeah, and it appears that Democrats will control the Senate no matter what happens in Georgia because Cortez Masto won in Nevada and because John Fetterman won in Pennsylvania and Democrats held their own in Arizona and other states like that in New Hampshire. Um, So it doesn't really matter what happens in Georgia for control of the Senate ultimately. Yeah, for control of the Senate for sure, but I still think it matters what happens in Georgia because people live there. And Herschel Walker would be a terrible senator. I, I, yeah, I mean, he would just do it, what the GOP told him to do, right? True. Um, but the thing is, I think McConnell said on the floor this morning, like said, I, like, I, I want to introduce um, the Attorney General of Missouri, three members of Congress, Lieutenant Governor of Pennsylvania. I want to welcome them to the Senate, the 118th Congress. And he says, I hope we're not done welcoming new members. I want to, I hope Georgia's been hit hard by Democrat policies. That's what he said. Oh, geez. Well, well, I guess we'll see. I think George is ready for a fight. I know. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Um, so some things to highlight are Florida. There was a big red wave in Florida. That's what the media has been focusing on. And everybody thinks Ron DeSantis is going to be the next president of the United States. That's kind of what every media outlet is talking about. It's kind of terrifying to think of because he's young and yeah i think he's a kind of a wolf in sheep's clothing he's a trump 2.0 but i don't know if people see that yeah and he campaigned for people like doug mastriano and carrie lake and all these other kooks to be totally honest right and in michigan though if there was an opposite to florida for um democrats it would be michigan which they won the governor's race by 11 points which is bigger than Obama's 2012 margin. That was after the auto bailout when he soared in popularity, just to give you some perspective. Let's go, Michigan! I know. They reelected a Democratic Secretary of State. She won by 14 points. That's a wallop. Yes, it is. Um, and also, Democrats have a trifecta in Michigan, meaning that they have the governorship in both houses of the legislature for the first time in 40 years. Man, I wonder what they're going to do. Uh, Re- they, repeal they- the right-to-work law in Michigan. Oh, interesting. And, and you know, like, can they get Otto back over in Detroit and, and kind of turn it into an industry leader in terms of... Electric vehicles yeah, in particular. that's right, yeah. So, yeah, we'll see how that goes. That will be interesting to see. And also passing things like red flag laws after, you know, the Oxford shooting that happened in Michigan, for example. Yeah, okay. So that will be interesting to see what goes on. Wisconsin, Tony Evers won re-election. And they avoided a supermajority in the Republican legislature. There was a real possibility that the Republicans could get a veto-proof supermajority. That didn't happen in Wisconsin, though. Same in North Carolina. They avoided a a Republican supermajority, which means that they get override whatever veto Roy Cooper puts out. I see. But they avoided that. Okay. Arizona, um, it looks like that Mark Fincham lost. Thank goodness, because he's a freaking crazy person. (laughs) Yeah, Rusty Bauer said Fincham's a very dangerous man. Well, um, according to him, we haven't finished voting, and um, also it's been stolen again. Yeah, the Dominion machines, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that's what they're always talking about. And Carrie Lake lost, but she's not conceding. I wonder how Katie Hobbs is going to work with what appears to be likely the Republican will still control the legislature by a small margin. 
how will that go out? Like, how would they be able to pass a budget, for example? It might be a big fight. They might be not be used to negotiating with a Democrat for the first time since Napolitano. I know. I think she's going to be getting her veto pen out, hopefully. Hopefully she stays strong. Yeah. So she's going to be vetoing a ton of bills, I bet. Yeah, I'm wondering about that. That's good, though, in my opinion, because, like, Juicy signed a bunch of bad stuff, in my opinion. And and what, um, you know, sometimes I hear you talk about stuff and, and I don't quite remember or know what goes on, but didn't you say there were some Republicans, like, once they lose a seat, they just do all this kind of, pass all these kind of bills to take away power from people? Would yes, that, that happen happened. to they, they did that in North Carolina when Roy Cooper beat Pat McCrory. They called a special session to, like, restrict... Um, the nomin- restrict the Democratic governor's ability to veto and restrict nominations to like specific state agencies. They did that in Wisconsin as well with Tony Evers, like literally like one month before the before he was sworn in. They did it in like December, like right after Thanksgiving. So um, is that all still in place? Like their hands are tied? Um, they still have like power. I mean, they can still veto bills and stuff like that, but they have less power in terms of like nominating people and like they're definitely having some issues with the legislator down there. I wonder, do you think that uh, Arizona's thinking about doing something similar? I would not be surprised, quite frankly, because they did in Wisconsin and they did in, in North Carolina. And from what I understand, Arizona Republicans and the legislator are more ideologically extreme than Wisconsin or North Carolinian Republican legislators are. Yeah, I was thinking that too. So I guess... Especially uh, with people like Rusty Bowers gone, for example, lost his primary. Right, yeah. Um, we also saw that, um, it Mastriano conceded, um, he lost by 14 points. So blowout and John Fetterman won by about four and a half points as well. Um, so the thing is that Mastriano, he conceded and he's like a crazy election dyer. We talked about this. Like he was actually on the Capitol on January 6th. All right. And where was he running for? Governor. Uh, of Pennsylvania. Of Pennsylvania, okay. And he conceded to Jeff Shapiro about five days, after, five days after the election, and the election was called on election night. Oh, wow. Well, yeah, you got to, you know, look at all your options and see if you can get a lawyer, and then I guess... When you lose by 14 points, it's hard to convince any lawyer. Yeah, probably. <laughs> or about 700,000 votes. And so um, Pennsylvania went for Trump, right? In, in 2016, but went for Biden in 2020. 2020, okay. So, so um, definitely a swing state, um, and it seems like they're they. You know, Oz was a bad candidate. He was, and Fetterman was actually a pretty good candidate. Ran an energetic campaign. Yeah, yeah, they did a great campaign. Yes, exactly. Like, like I think, like the crudite video, for example. Right. That's yeah. just one of many examples. Yeah, yeah, it was great. But the thing is, though, I heard that there's actually some surprising things. Is that Blake Masters conceded, Mastriano conceded, and some these and Adam Laxall in Nevada. He also conceded to Cortez Masto, and these are all those three people I mentioned are all hardcore election deniers. Yeah, you know, before this midterm, I thought this is it. This is the last nail in the coffin for democracy. But turns out democracy is pretty hard to kill. It is. We have good institutions from our constitution, I think. Yeah, and and it turns out maybe even these election deniers are going to follow the rules of democracy. Shock. I know. Even Doug Mastriano, you know, Adam <laughs> Laxalt. You know, it's crazy. We did, but Lake has not conceded. Nope, no. We're and, still just waiting. And so has Mark Fincham. He has not conceded. No, oh my gosh, his tweets are nuts, town. I know. Of course, that's how he always been, though. Like. 
in the legislature. I mean, he's a member of the Oath Keepers, after all. Right, so he is remaining on brand. I heard, like, that Winnie Rogers said something on a podcast. Um, it, you know, she's a very far-right state senator. Yes, yes, we know her well. Yeah, um, she said something like... Um, that I guess I might have been in, a, in an echo chamber after yeah. all these election results. Yeah, I saw that on Twitter, and she was like, I just don't know. Maybe maybe we were in an echo chamber. I'm like, wow. Self-actualization? I don't know. I, You know, I think they're just grabbing at straws to see what might hit. You know, Josh Hawley sounds almost normal. Like, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Exactly. The Overton window has just shifted so much. Yeah. And also, it appears that election deniers lost for secretaries of state races. In Michigan, for example, I mentioned the Republican lost to the Democratic incumbent. She won by 14 points. I mentioned in Arizona, Fontes is looking to win by about five points or so. And also in Nevada, um, they'll get their first Hispanic secretary of state, and so will Arizona, after election deniers lost in both of those races for secretary of state. That's great. One for both... First Hispanics. I know. That's awesome. And you know, the thing is that they beat election deniers. That's so critical because these people actually administer elections and sign off on the results so that's important yeah i was really afraid that that was the plan you know like well now they're in and now they won't accept the election and then they'll just you know jam trump back in in 2024 um but america sent a message i know exactly it's interesting though that most people don't pay attention to secretaries of states races people are just always use them as a higher office to like run for governor someday but that, but now people are starting to pay attention after they realize that this is actually part of a nationally coordinated effort to undermine the election process. Right. Yeah. That. Um, I'm glad that uh, voters, you know, were keen to that and 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 paid attention. Exactly. Um, and the Republicans came up short in a number of governors' races. They did very badly in Michigan and Pennsylvania for governors' races, losing by 11 and 14 points, respectively. They lost in Wisconsin. They thought they had a good chance at that. They also lost in Kansas. The Democrat got reelected in Kansas. Well, that's great. Yep. She will have to deal with her Republican supermajority, though. Oh, okay. But she always has for the past four years, though, in oh. Kansas. Okay. Um, and Georgia is heading to a runoff. That will decide whether Democrats will have 50 or 51 seats. Right. Yeah, that uh, we watched that. You were like, oh, it's another runoff. Well, Warnock's used to that. Yes, he is. He did it in 2020. Yeah. And the thing is what happened in 2020, I think this was part of it, is Trump told everybody election or stolen it. And then there's a bunch of people on social media said, like, why vote if it's, it's not worth it, right? And that yeah. kind of depressed turnout. I wonder if that was a cause, yeah. Yeah, and of course, every single county in Georgia across the entire state, they use Dominion voting systems. Oh, man. Okay. So they're gonna, there's going to be a lot of conspiracy. All right. I was really sad about Stacey Abrams. And I know. The world needs Stacey Abrams. Yeah. Those Dominion machines didn't rig it in favor of her, so I guess not. Yeah, right? <laughs> they're, they're, they're picky and choosy, those stuff, those... Dominion machines. Yes, exactly. Um, one thing I wanted to talk about was like... The voters are actually picky and choosy, to clarify. Oh, right, exactly. <laughs> um, I wanted to, to, to point out there's 12 women governors now? Yes, there are, which is a pretty big deal. Yeah, that's amazing. Yep, and it appears that very populous states like Michigan, New York, they're going to have de- women governors as well, which is definitely going to be an inspiration for people to run in the future. And we also have three openly gay governors. Wow, that's great. From where? Oregon um, and Massachusetts. Those are the two newly elected openly lesbian governors. 
And we also reelected an openly gay governor in Colorado as well. That's amazing. Keep it coming. I know. Um, Trump just announced that he was running in 2024. Oh, yes. He said he would make an announcement one week following election day on the midterms. Yeah. But, but, and he did. But I don't think that's going to go well for him politically. Like, I heard everybody. They were suggesting that he would delay the announcement until after December 6th when the Georgia runoffs take place. I know. I've heard um, people saying don't do that, but then I don't think Trump cares about anybody at Trump. And I also heard, a, you know, maybe it's a an approach at, you know, avoiding being indicted. Exactly. I heard that as well because the thing is, you know, a lot of these cases were put on hold because there was, he was president. They didn't want to see a conflict of interest. Yeah, and then it's like, well, if you're, oh, I'm running, that's a conflict of interest. Exactly. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. And there appears to be a bit of a reckoning in the Republican Party. I think like Ron Johnson, Marco Rubio, um, um, I think also like Josh Hawley, they said that, and even like Eric Schmidt and a newly elected Senate Republican in Missouri, they all said that they're not going to support Mitch McConnell for minority leader. I know. I, there's definitely some like... Even Marco, uh, even Marco Rubio, and you think he'd be in favor of him, like part of the establishment? Yeah, yeah, I think there's some rifts there. I did hear Marjorie Taylor Greene today say that she was definitely going to be voting for McCarthy, even though I think Gates said no. Yeah, and I think there was a closed door meeting of all the like 220 Republicans or so, and 217, and I think 31 of them voted for Biggs. The rest of like the 180 voted for McCarthy. But the problem is he needs 218 votes and they'll they'll probably only have like a four seat majority. And if 31 of them go the other way, there could be no speaker of the house. So wow. Yeah. That that's, I mean, I think they'll, they'll figure it out, but still that's going to be a bit of a just sign of like internal conflict in the Republican party. Yeah. They don't really, you know, there used to be abortion, abortion. Well, okay, you got that. And now now it's just, I don't even know what they're the party of anymore, what they're standing for. You know, it's party of family values, but you don't hear that anymore. I mean, no. you got Herschel Walker, so <laughs> how does that work? And then I don't, uh, it's interesting. They, they've got, you know, they're kind of a little lost boat there and they just got a big smackdown. Yes, they did, especially for the Trump movement and Trumpism. The philosophy of Trump. Yeah, I mean, thinking about the way the economy is and and Biden's approval, approval rating, rating. Yeah, you know, you would expect us to just the Democrats to just get stomped. Like what happened in 2010, for example, under Obama when he was in a very similar situation. Oh yeah, what did Obama say? He called it a shellacking. Shellacking. <laughs> it was Democrats lost 63 seats in the House. Oh, that's painful. I know. There's 435 seats in the entire House of Representatives. They lost 63 of them. How many do you think we're going to lose this round? Probably only like five to ten, actually. And none in the Senate. Yeah, and there's even a possibility we might pick up one. Yeah, that's good. I still can't believe um, who's that dude, JD Vance. I can't believe he won. I know. I saw Tim Bryan, his Democratic opponent at the. Um, he said, it's my honor, it's my privilege to concede this race. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, he's just trying to be a role model. Yeah, that's a good thing. But still, it's disappointing that he won because he's crazy. Like he said, Trump won in 2020. He said that Alex Jones was a more credible source of information than Rachel Maddow. Oh, my God. And you know, Alex Jones was the guy who said like Sandy Hook was fake, for example. Y- yeah, I mean, he's he's in trouble. He's been in a couple of lawsuits for saying that stuff. Exactly. Just saying all this downright vitriolic stuff 
And then uh, what's Rick Scott doing? I think I heard that he's next in line. He's the second option besides McConnell to become minority leader. But he's not he's not doing so hot because the thing is he was chair of the NRSC, which is the group that goes around the country trying to get Republicans elected to Senate seats in swing states. And he failed at that job. So I'm curious how skeptical they are. Plus, he released that 11 point plan, which wasn't very popular among independents in particular. So I'm not sure if he really is the future, but people think he is for some reason. Hmm. I would see why Marco Rubio would think so, because he's the other senator from his state. Right, right. Well, we'll see how things go. I also heard that the Democrats this week were thinking about um, trying to codify same-sex marriage. I heard about that, actually. Um, We'll see how that goes. We'll have to get through the 60-vote threshold, of course, in the Senate. They already passed it through the House prior to the midterm elections, but they said that they would put it on hold after the elections. That's what Schumer said, actually. And I think Sinema said that she will be supporting that piece of legislation. Okay, well, if we got cinema, that that's helpful. Yeah, we only have two gay women in the Senate, and that would actually be uh, Kirsten Cinema and Tammy Baldwin from Wisconsin, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. So hopefully they can codify that. That would be great. The la- one of the last hurrahs we can do while no, we I, have cinema's not gay. Excuse me, she's openly bisexual. Bisexual, yeah. Um, Baldwin from Wisconsin is though. Yeah. Okay, so. Maybe that will be the last thing we can get past before we lose the House? Yeah, I think like Clarence Thomas said, like, for example, that he said that because Roe is based on the same legal argument, both Griswold and Obergefell should be overturned. That's what Thomas said in his statement. Right, that's right. Well, that's why people got worried about it all of a sudden. Yeah, of course. I mean, that this is going to affect a lot of lives, just like Roe did. Exactly. So take that, Clarence. Hopefully we can get it done. Yeah, the millions of LGBTQ people in America. Right, right. And that's all I have to say. It's a, It was a very interesting past week, to say the least. Yeah, I, uh, I was very surprised and, you know, happily surprised that it yeah, would. The that polls it, were actually wrong in this time in the bad way, though. This time in the bad way for the Republicans. Usually the polls overestimate Democrats. This time they overestimate Republicans. Yeah, oh my. Well, yeah, 2016, we, we, we got... And same with 2020. Yeah, right. So, but yeah, the polls again. The, again! The only accurate, the most recent year that the polls were accurate was 2018. That was pretty much the only one. Hmm. In 2012. And every election, like, since, like, they weren't accurate in 2014, they weren't accurate in 2016 or 2020, and now 2022. So I guess you can't trust them. Yeah, you just got to get out there and... Vote no matter what the polls say. That's right. And that's what young people did. They sure did, yeah. What were the numbers on that? I think I saw, like, um, Democrats nationwide won them by, like, I think, like, 30 or some points. And I think Kelly, he won 76%. Mark Kelly won 76% of the 18 to 29 vote. Wow, all those in ASU? Yeah, I saw, we, we saw the ASU exit polls. Katie Hobbs won them 96%. That's huge. I know. I think also I saw in Michigan there was, like, like two-hour-long lines at polling places in East Lansing because young people's young people just showed up in full force. And Republicans, they probably need to moderate their positions on abortion and probably have to embrace things like student debt relief and climate change action if they're wanting to recapture the young vote. Yeah, I mean, if they're going to uh, deny climate change... Young people care about that a lot. Right, and, and student debt... I mean, they've already tried to kill it. I, I think. Yeah, it, I think there's several lawsuits on that. Yeah, we'll yeah. see how that goes. I think um, Biden's starting to think of just giving more relief because I think we're, they're going to lose it, and if it ends up in the Supreme Court, well, we know what's going to happen there. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, they packed the court already. Yeah, right. 
So, yeah, but the thing is, though, Republicans had the same conversation with a different demographic, Latinos, in, like, 2012. And they appeared to double down on immigration, yet they still managed to make a little bit of ground. They're still not doing as great as they were, like, in 2004, like, George Bush won 43% of the Hispanic vote. They're only, like, cracking 30 or 35% of the Hispanic vote, but it's better than, like, 28% that they were in 2012. So they made a little bit of ground with Hispanics, particularly on Cuban voters. Right, I remember that. But other, but we'll see what their strategy with young voters is. But they need to have a strategy with them because if young voters are a growing demographic, and if they don't capture the growing demographic, they might not. They might have trouble in the future. Right. I heard like you know some of the Gen Z isn't even voting age yet, so there's more coming. Exactly. So that might be a difficult issue for them. And that's all I have to say for tonight. Uh, peace out, everybody. All right. Bye, Vin.